0: Kate! Mary. You binge-watch your average Netflix show, and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louis.
1: We need to Louie. talk to someone about Louis. <laughs> Got to be done. Is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin nation and the Kauna people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay our respects to elders, past and present. And any First Nations Bluey fans who are joining us today. Kate
0: McMahon.
1: <laughs> How many ombles have you uh, made with your child lately, Mary? Okay. <laughs>
0: Seriously, we watched Omelette, and the first thing that came out of Caspi's mouth was, Can we make an omelette? Oh, like, we my don't gosh. even eat omelettes in our family. We have scrambled eggs. And I tried to give him <laughs> scrambled eggs. He's like, No, it looked like a pancake on bluey. <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay, right. We I'm have there. a lot to talk about
1: today, Mary, because uh, I honestly think that this is a massive troll for all parents everywhere, and uh, I'm lodging a complaint, a formal complaint about, you know, <gasps> oh, a, a, a I feel seen, um, mm-hmm. and b I think this is just setting unrealistic parenting this isn't standards it make true, it better,
0: Is it? Yeah, like I feel like this is the asparagus in terms of. <laughs> Our reaction to that episode was very famously just why and
1: yeah why no, this is not asparagus. I do actually quite like this episode and and in fairness to poor asparagus, asparagus has grown on me since it first launched. True, yeah. Now it's almost like a classic. I don't know why. I just. Yeah. I still, true. Um, I still get antsy around the whole attacking like his dad in his backyard in the middle of the night <laughs> thing. But apart from that, I'm okay with it. This one, sure. like let's start the conversation with do you let your children help you in the kitchen? Definitely. Yes.
0: Um, And, yeah, I think, yeah, always being keen, have always had a step in the kitchen so they can step up. There's, um, you know, from when they could sit, they would sit on benches in the kitchen, which probably you know doesn't really pass muster with uh hygiene practice uh but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I look, at, and probably from about two and a half three uh is when the boys started cracking eggs into cakes for me,
1: oh um,
0: but but. <laughs> <laughs> There were parameters around that (laughs) that (laughs) ensured it would be mostly successful. Okay. Do you have parameters in your kitchen, Kate? (laughs) I do.
1: And um, even though I I used to sort of show Will how to crack the eggs, he's never liked cracking the egg and he quite often asks for me to do it. And Mm -hmm. actually, especially since watching Omelette, he's a bit like, Eggs go on people's faces, you do the egg. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well. But we do bake a lot. We bake a lot together. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, and he knows, you know, how to put vanilla in, how to put salt in, all the measuring stuff he's cool with. It's just, yeah, eggs. How
0: bad has that ever gone for you? Like, has the salt Uh, slipped? Have there been write off cake batters?
1: So the worst one I ever had was I didn't even. I don't even know if this technically counts as a a cooking mishap, but I left some oats in a bowl on the bench and walked away, I don't know, maybe to go to the toilet or something, and I came back and my daughter Olivia, who is obsessed with flicking things, had gotten in and upended this giant bowl of oats on the kitchen table, was flicking it in every single direction and, like, the whole room was just one big giant oat sugar mess. And um, Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I actually just let them go for it because <laughs> we yeah. Will go involved and he was, like, trying to scoop it up and put it back in the bowl and... Then she was chipping it out again and then that became a game. So that was okay cool. But it was pretty triggering. I had to really take a <laughs> chilly moment and say, I can clean this up later. And there was there was no hungry bandit baying for food in the bed. So that made it easier too.
0: Okay. So you've said something very triggering for me around this episode that I think we'll park and come back to, I walked away. Okay, so (laughs) hold that thought. Let's go to Hungry Angry Bandit in the bed. Happy
1: birthday. Oh, wow. Thanks, girls. Uh, Down,
0: down, stay. We're going to make you breakfast in bed. It is his birthday, so I'm feeling very sorry for Bandit, really. Uh, Yeah, look, um... Got a shout out to my dad. This episode aired on his birthday as well, uh, and he was very quick to text me um, that he and Bandit share a birthday, uh, at least by Australian uh, air dates. ...delivery, yeah. Air dates yeah. of this particular episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look this this does not seem like a good deal from where he's coming from, and yeah, considering the whole setup is how hungry he is. <laughs> I don't think Chili is at her most thoughtful in this episode.
1: Oh, okay. Just a friendly question.
0: Don't worry, it won't take long. Oh, thanks. Because we know how you get when you're hungry. Cranky. Steak. Okay, so we get to the kitchen. <laughs> Well, and- I
1: actually want to ask a question first. So do you get hangry? Because I get very hangry and, and like, Tim, I think it's a bit of a I'm the bandit healer of our relationship.
0: Really? Oh, Yeah. Because uh, like, if I'm yeah, getting I hungry,
1: I get really cranky.
0: Yes. Um, usually at myself, though, because I'm the main one responsible for <laughs> cooking in the house. <laughs> so if I'm like... You know, it's usually the situation where I'm playing in this episode both the bandit and the chilli and that I'm trying to cook faster and that's just making me even more furious because I'm so hungry and it's like, just eat something out of the fridge, you idiot. But no, it never happens that way. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, like it's the race against time for food, even if there's no hangry adults in the house, I feel like is a very relatable parenting trope. Like there is definitely a minute on the clock where it just ticks over and if you know it gets there then you're screwed everyone in the house it's just gonna go to hell like it's a nightmare
1: do you have set meal times when you eat because we're quite rigid yeah like Uh, like, the kids are like dinner is at six this isn't driven by tim or i we're quite relaxed about it but yeah i don't live quite needs a routine and she was always like Dinner needs to be at six o'clock, and now if it's like one minute past six, she's sort of like dinner, dinner, dinner. Checking uh, in, yeah. where is it? Come on, people.
0: Um, yeah. So it's never like the boys don't even know they're asking for dinner; they're just melting down, oh. and they don't know why. So it's not, it's not a oh, where's dinner, where's dinner pressure. It's just, uh, yeah, that something in there. Brain and metabolism clicks, and it's just, it's not going to be good. Um, so, yeah, we're not rigid on time, but yeah, if it goes past six, it's it's going to be a problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do, so, is it like a, do you do early dinners, later dinners? Like, what's the we'll sweet go, spot?
0: We'll go earlier than six, like any time between sort of five and six is when we'll oh, eat
1: dinner. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. How does that work out for the grown-ups in your family? Uh,
0: we have, Second dinner or a lot of dessert once the children have gone to bed. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I like this. I like this plan. <laughs> Not really second, like, second dinner is Vegemite toast, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Maybe I could eat this plant. But yeah, look, as much as I berate myself and put the pressure on myself to deliver a fast, you know, a fast food fix, uh, do you think chili is? is just deciding to prioritize bingo over bandit in this episode yes uh, is that
1: the right decision maybe i don't know like i i where do we stand on this i i believe that you should definitely be teaching your kids these valuable life skills right because otherwise how are they going to learn them? But does that have to happen on your husband's birthday when he's sitting in bed <laughs> hangry? Okay,
0: super quick omelette.
1: Nice specialty. Oh, hi, Bingo. Hi. And yeah. And she cooked an omelette. I think, I think that was the one bit that like where she, and it, it is the Brene Brown moment, you know, where she's like, I didn't make it the right way. And that's yeah. that accountability piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like being accountable is so hard and I think, this is a real example of how to handle that hard conversation in a really non-threatening way for grown-ups with their kids. Yes. Like, you you know how I did that? Yes, I didn't do that in the right way.
0: I made an omelette for Dad, but I didn't make it the right way. Really? Yeah. I need your help making another one.
1: Okay. Is that an omelette I can smell? Get back upstairs! It is, you know, and then trying to make it right by doing it in the right way. But like, yeah, when we first watched this episode, I think I was feeling very triggered by this <laughs> I was tense. Yeah, oh, I just was. It's a like pressure cooker situation. In. <laughs> yeah, just in. Yeah. the omelette. Just take it upstairs. Yeah. like that whole sad moment with the yeah there's a moment where bingo's um like playing with the salt and pepper shakers and she's going into that narrative of you know oh i couldn't help no you can't guard the queen why not
0: you're not good at it i am really i am no you better stay at home but i'm a guard just like you yes but you're not a proper
1: guard like me Oh, okay then. Bye. Bye. Do, do,
0: do, do. Hello, queen.
1: Ooh, hello. Which is very heartbreaking. Is is this meant to be the internalised messages that our children are taking on when we reject (laughs) their help?
0: Yeah. Clearly it's meant to give parents a nudge, let your kids help, or they'll be crushed and make salt and pepper shakers talk to each other. (laughs) But, yeah, I feel like there is a middle ground to be had (laughs) that this episode does not touch on and if you're giving eggs to your child to crack do not turn your back do not walk away (laughs) can I help crack the eggies um sure honey how about I sort this out and you get started on the eggs grab a silver bowl from the cupboard okay (laughs) And that is very much, uh, you know, can be hard, um, especially if you've got other little people uh, tearing your attention away. But in this case, chili turns away purely for the purposes of plot progression and egg smashing. And, (laughs) yeah, I was not happy with that. (laughs) One, two, three. Come on, bingo. Bit quicker. Oh, Oh, no. doing bingo i've watched this episode a few times through and one of the times was just to try and count how many eggs just bit the dust we've just gotten chickens at our house oh, so yeah the value of eggs has just gone well like they lay four a day so that's exciting but uh and you know so your are is full of eggs, eggs now well right? no because like we Eat more eggs because the chickens are laying them for us, mm. and also we know what it takes to get an egg. So to see possibly upwards of ten eggs just trashed <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it was also very triggering, actually, because I'm like, do you know how much you have to feed the chickens and clean up their poo to get ten eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I so, yeah, your This episode came at the wrong time for me. <laughs>
1: we should we should share a bit about your chickens. How long have they been a part of your family for now, Mary? Uh,
0: I think it's probably been two months. Um, they were a mad lockdown purchase when we realised that uh, we were going to be stuck in lockdown for another couple of months. Uh, age got excited and ordered a chicken coop. We procured chickens, uh, and Can that all sort of took a while. A chicken. Uh, well, I found a lady on Facebook who yep. <laughs> has uh, a chicken farm, and she was exactly what you'd expect an enthusiastic facebook lady selling chickens to be like <laughs> and we got four gorgeous girls that are Aww. um that yeah weren't quite laying yet, so there was a lot of uh disappointed checking for eggs for the first few days and then kind of the boys forgot about the chickens for a week and then when the first egg appeared like there has not been a morning since where Bon hasn't been like can we check the eggs can we check the eggs can we check the eggs like he's asking Aww. while he's still in bed um so that's kind of been great that's amazing the little, uh primary producer now um but yeah it does mean that if one doesn't lay for a day and you only get three eggs uh you're like oh well you know we've got to ration out the eggs now because you couldn't possibly go out and buy eggs if you're, you know, (laughs) producing them at home, right? Bit harder, honey. Give it a good whack. Uh,
1: ah, That's too hard. Are you making more egg-heavy products,
0: though, because the supply? Well, if the boys bring in, like, you know, three eggs and say, can we have an omelette right now, you just make it on the spot kind of thing, and that is exciting. Um, yeah. And yet they definitely want to help with that. So uh, that means I am standing with them while they crack those eggs to make sure that our chickens, you know, kind of hard work does do not st- get trashed.
1: <laughs> do you stand behind and, like, help them crack or do uh, they?
0: No, they do it all themselves. I'm kind of more if if they don't nail the crack, then I'll sort of, you know, help with the pull apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. But then, if they do nail the crack and half the shell goes in, then I'm on shell fishing out.
1: Ah, uh, shell fishing. Yeah, yeah.
0: shell fishing. Shellfish <laughs> <laughs> of you. Uh, <laughs> so so. Um, yeah. So anyway, that is a fun activity, but yeah, made this episode and it's wanton wastage of eggs, kind of. <laughs> Kind of rude. <laughs> well, there's
1: at least twelve eggs that bite the dust, right? Because they get six from they've got six from their own fridge, which goes go, six from Lucky's dad, and still no. Omelette.
0: Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, one of the healer's eggs
1: gets used. So. Uh, I think
0: two get used in Chili's omelet, and then where does that end up? Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe two get used finally. Um, and yeah, there's possibly been eighteen eggs. Uh, accounted for in that process so yeah, yeah that's yeah. A lot of eggs there's a lot of eggs i haven't seen a chicken on this uh this oh. bluey verse yet so <laughs> um but testament to the importance of cultivating nice neighbors <laughs> yes yes
1: yeah did you notice the little sort of glance that wendy gives when she hands over the eggs <gasps>
0: <laughs> I did not, but I can picture it already. It's
1: a little bit of a sort of a, like, I'll help you, but I'm judging you at the same time kind of that look. doesn't sound like Wendy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this episode's really trying to kind of pit against each other is the line chili has at the start that it's my specialty oh yeah which i liked because yeah you kind of you know you do get uh after a few laps of the sun in this life you do get like yes you know i'm i'm proud of my skills and mm. you definitely get that vibe from chili um And, yeah, I think the audience is meant to take away uh, that, well, how do you get those skills by having the chance to smash at least a dozen eggs? Oh.
1: Um,
0: So it's specialty versus how you develop specialty and being given the opportunity to do things. Um, So it's like a
1: talent versus mastery sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not just talent that you need, it's like that time to master something
0: yes the how Mm. many hours is it meant to be
1: it's meant to be 10,000 hours or something like that isn't it
0: actually feel like probably felt to bandit about 10,000 hours by the time he got that omelette and I'm not sure that mastery was uh nailed either I love Um, that line um after bingo triumphant goes out of the room and has fed bandit the uh the much waited (laughs) for (laughs) omelette that bandit does admit well i think there are a few eggshells in that omelet well you can't make an omelet without breaking a few we'll clean it up but bandit has nailed the parenting in this that well is he nailing the parenting or just his pure animal i think instincts? he's just hungry <laughs> yeah. he would have eaten anything and he was very complimentary but no Back to it once the uh the because he's on all fours on the bed it's almost yeah. like camping he's back to back to his uh animal self um but yeah the he once he has ingested some egg he can finally like take a breath and go oh chilly you know there were eggshells in that which I'm glad he, he didn't tell Bingo that yeah it, it's almost set up for that right he pauses before he tells Bingo his review of the uh, on the <laughs>
1: I actually Googled um the idiom, what does it mean to you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs? Just Ooh, to see. You find? Well, because I, you know, I thought I knew, but maybe I didn't. So I just wanted to check. And um the Collins Dictionary defines it as that it's impossible to achieve something without there being bad or unpleasant side effects. <laughs> and right. Isn't that just parenting? (laughs) Yeah, true. Is it impossible to raise kind and empathetic children who are equipped to deal with all of life's ups and downs and make themselves food and, and participate and clean up after themselves if it hasn't been a little bit painful at times along the way?
0: The number you have dialed has been disconnected. Hey, what? Absolutely.
1: Mm.
0: Although my kind of, my read of the idiom um, had always been like kind of almost making excuses like, you know, oh, well, had to get it done. Like, you know, the ends justifies the means kind Ah, of thing, which is possibly an idiom for parenting as well. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, what I found was it's always uh, like the earliest origins were Excuses for uh, winning wars and the amount of bloodshed wars, oh. <laughs> and i like, oh. no, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yes. Uh, French Revolution uh, royalists were oh. just, like, yes. Well, you know, eggs cracked, whatever. Um, oh, here we go.
1: So, Google. Who said you can't make an omelette without the eggs? And Francois de Charette, 1796 in English from French. Uh, Wiktionary, that sounds
0: <laughs> plausible.
1: Yeah. In, in order to achieve something, it is inevitable and necessary that mistakes are made or some sacrifices must occur. Yeah. Who, who is Francois? I guess, you A know, Breton royalist and soldier and politician who served in the French Royal Navy during the American Revolutionary War.
0: So there you go. Very relatable for the Healer family, I guess. But, you know, I think... To me, it made me go back to, well, yes, probably the wars they were talking about. Um, uh, well, like, yeah, wars mean bloodshed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, where am I going with this? <laughs> um, I'm not going to rationalise war for this podcast, I've decided. No, uh, but- don't you can minimize the damage is my main takeaway from that saying and from this episode (laughs) that you can't just go carte blanche you have to actually put things in place to try and you know achieve the ends the very worthy ends of bingo feeling proud of herself making an omelette while still not turning your back and maybe just just helping a little bit (laughs) am I a control freak (laughs)
1: I don't think so. I think I would have been there like just break it gently, break it gently. You know, like (laughs) you know, and it would have been like maybe two eggs maximum would have gotten destroyed before I was like, you know what, let's do it together (laughs) and then hand over hand sort of action going on.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah.
0: So is this? (laughs) And did she learn anything in the end anyway? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think she knows how to crack an egg still. Just yeah. giving me serious twitch.
1: <laughs> well, I think she—it did show that she was improving, right? Like, so she was able to do it. But yeah, Yeah.
0: I, I think we're just both undecided. 9, like, nine hundred hours to go. I, I
1: started <laughs> out quite liking this episode, and now I'm on the fence. Ooh,
0: so it is an asparagus. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I try steer clear of food-based episodes. So. Maybe. <laughs>
1: Please, I need food. Uh, the music in this one's original by Joff Bush, and um, I think like a lot of the episodes that we've seen, um, towards the end of season two and now in season three, there's a theme that gets um altered and sort of played with as to match the action on the screen. And then at the end there's the lovely sort of resolutions. Um, yeah. Particular kudos to, you know, those pauses, you know, like as the egg breaks, the music just gets cut. Um, yes. And, and I think that really just punctuates the script as well. It really just brings that to life and makes that crack even more, jarring and upsetting <laughs> than it otherwise
0: would be um yeah it it felt like a very light kind of lilting uh tune that goes with I mean, this like almost almost kid's music yeah, very um very whiskey uh
1: or like a but or like a cooking show you know this it reminded maybe. me of those like afternoon cooking shows that used to be on with like their sort of upbeat cheerful music
0: oh yeah i was getting kind of sitcom vibes like it could have almost been an episode with canned laughter, but I'm glad they didn't go there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely as eggs were flying around the room, I'm like, yep, yeah, this is this is the makings of a sitcom. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, not one that I want to be involved in. But, yeah, loved it. Um, now that I've, like, comprehensively uh, talked down everyone in this episode, have you got an MVP, Kate? <laughs>
1: um, I think it's
0: Bandit. For being able to hold on even though he was really
1: hungry because I was finding that very relatable and he didn't break Bingo's heart at the end. And, um, yeah, I think um, that was pretty good effort. But, you know, Chili is... Um, yeah, I, can't, I just can't endorse Chili's actions on
0: this side. <laughs> I found it really distressing. We're feeling so betrayed. Um well, yeah. Just... Yeah. Look... Really, I think uh, bingo might have been uh, mine in this. She's a victim of her circumstances, Aww. it wasn't her fault she made all the mess if there'd just been a bit of adult supervision. But <laughs> 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 but she, everything that happens, she takes it really well, whether it's being told to go play with the salt and pepper, okay, mama, or um, or the fact that she's just trashed the entire kitchen. So, yeah, look, you know, she's bringing bringing her best uh, five-year-old self to the situation, even if it lacks finesse.
1: <laughs> Was there a line of the episode for you, Mary?
0: Uh, I think one that uh, I reckon I might use uh, for real life, uh, the number you have dialed has been disconnected.
1: <laughs> so... True story. Um, one of my colleagues who I used to work with, um, used to be, well, is still the the Telstra lady. What? So oh my she, like, gosh! Maybe ten or fifteen years ago, she got paid. Really, in retrospect, they got an absolute bargain. but she went in and she was the person. You know, like the number you have dialed is, you know, wow. and she does all those um numbers and voice like five, four two one you know like that's just one person that's amazing yeah and she said it was a really great because she she used to be an abc journo and then um did voiceover work so mm-hmm. yeah so she is the telstra and it was so weird because her voice message sounded exactly like the number you have dialed is you wow. know, just, <laughs> i can't come to the phone right now but please
0: That's so funny. Uh, You'd never, like, you'd never want to be on hold, would you? You'd just be so furious. Well, she's like,
1: I know, I know. (laughs) So often she'd be like, it's me. (laughs) When she (laughs) at someone on the answering machine, she'd be like, she'd turn to me and be like, it's me.
0: (laughs) Okay. so funny. Okay, Lynette. (laughs) What Uh, what about you? Got a line?
1: Um, I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I didn't make it the right way. Not because of this situation, but I just mm. think it's a lovely explainer line when you don't really mess up, but you still need to.
0: I don't know. I, Make I think someone a, feel better. Well, yeah. yeah, I
1: feel like, um, yeah. And getting it back into our Brene Brown moment, um, I was listening to her recent podcast um, mm-hmm. about trust, which she's done with her sister Barrett, okay. and um, on Dare to Lead. And they were talking about um, the importance of circling back when conversations don't go as intended. You know, you have a script in your head about how you want it to play out and then it just, for whatever reason, it gets off track or you get sidetracked or it goes in a direction you didn't mean and that accountability and, and sort of coming, they were talking about how important it is to come back afterwards and say, I've been thinking about what happened there and it didn't go the way I wanted to go, can we try again? And I think that's probably for me why that line resonates because it's definitely something I want to try and do as a parent um, to be able to admit to my kids, actually, I didn't get that bit right or let's try this again and show them how to do that because that's a really hard thing to be able to do.
0: (sighs) Perhaps I've got to watch this episode again, <laughs> but I don't want to have to remake breakfast. Like, because all yeah. the
1: meals that are delayed, like breakfast, is the worst. So. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I also side note breakfast in bed? I've never understood the concept. I'm not sure if we've had this conversation before on the Ooh, podcast, but no. but isn't there something just a bit weird about sitting in bed and eating, like and having crumbs everywhere and like, it's maybe okay in a hotel. Yeah. But why would you do it in your own bed? I don't understand.
0: Am Look, I missing something? I don't know. Pre-kids, taking toast back to bed was always, like, the ultimate in, yes, I'm having a lazy day and it was a nice signaler that it was a lazy day and I uh, mm. deal with the crumbs later. But being delivered it by your kids and then who climb onto the bed to watch you eat it. <laughs> also, sort of making the, you know, making things a bit almost like, you know, you're all at sea with things going up and down. And yeah, that is just too much pressure and horror uh, <laughs> to really, yeah, make breakfast in bed. A- an attractive prospect.
1: Uh, will breakfast be in my mouth soon? It's on its way. I'm just letting Bingo help me. I don't want to
0: complain. But... Ah,
1: sorry.
0: Was that my breakfast? But kids shows like this, I, I don't know. I don't know who perpetuates these myths that it's a good idea. But Bluey is perpetuating as well now. So every kid. I like will want the to idea
1: it. of being able to lie in bed until breakfast is ready, like, and not have to prepare breakfast. But I just don't want to eat it. I don't know, without a decent,
0: solid surface. I don't know. Oh, man, lucky our kids aren't listening to this, cake because it's breaking their heart. I know. <laughs> like, no, what? I don't want to bring you breakfast in bed. Have I ever gotten breakfast in bed? No, I don't know.
1: I think Tim cottoned on pretty early that it was not my favourite thing to have oh. toast crumbs in the bed. So Good job, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's a keeper. <laughs> Any mailbag or anything else, Mary? Look,
0: um, So we're hearing from so many people uh, with I think every episode that has dropped in this new season, Kate, we've heard from someone saying, It's my favourite episode and uh, just an absolute tome on why it's, uh, why they're hitting home so hard. Um, So I reckon I'm going to hold over mailbag. No one said that about omelette, oddly. Um, (laughs) Love that you you nearly said obviously. (laughs) You nearly said obviously. I think that's very (laughs) telling. Oh, man. I... I... (laughs) Why am I, I think I'm in a bad mood. Perhaps I'm hangry. Um, I'm going to go eat something. But, yeah, I'm going to hold over mailbag till um, to line up some of our recaps with some of these great, great pieces of correspondence from listeners because, yeah, they are excited. And I'm excited, they're excited, and we can all be excited about that together. So, Yeah. Keep the correspondence coming. And you can do that by checking in with us. We're at Bluey Pod on Insta, at Blue Podcast on Twitter. Email us. It's Blueypod at gmail.com. And yeah, just just say good day, however you want. Say good day in a review on Apple Podcasts. There would been be some great. lovely ones coming in lately from uh, our tween listeners. And I love those guys. I love a review that also says. I'm 10. Like it just screams commitment, doesn't it?
1: I just think Bluey is clearly appealing to every single age demographic now. (laughs) It used to be the show on ABC Kids and then it became the show on ABC Kids that everyone was talking about. And now I just feel like it's part of the cultural zeitgeist of Australia. So, Did you see it got name-checked on The Simpsons? We haven't even talked yeah. about this.
0: Oh, yeah. That, that was, was uh, amazing. That was a nice shout-out. Yes, for Disney Plus Day, I still haven't really worked out what that is, but The Simpsons put together a special and in the advertising for that there was a very gorgeous uh, moment of uh, the who's who of the Disneyverse um, yep. on this uh, guest list for a Simpsons event. And, yeah, Bluey was on there alongside Oh, some big names. um, Like Iron Man and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Number one on the list was one of the guys. I, I thought of the Ludo team when I saw this because it was one of the guys from um, Jurassic Park and I can't think what his name is but, you know. Which character
1: is he? The Jeff Goldblum character? Jeff yes, or-
0: Goldblum, yes. Uh, ah. So, yeah, look, just. Keeping Big Company is our bluey, and just so proud of her.
1: (laughs) She's the little dog taking on the world, um, one episode at a time. But yeah, just maybe not omelet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we will be non hangry when we are back next week recapping again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was. That was fun and furious, and I can't wait to talk to you then. But in the meantime, it's, it's
1: got to be, be done.
0: done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's coming. OK, birthday boy's getting cranky. Let's get cracking, bingo. Ah, get it cracking. <laughs>